When we read the Christian Bible, it's not just about information. It's actually about encounter. We believe God meets us and transforms us in these words. So let's take a moment of quiet to clear our minds and prepare our hearts for this encounter. We have two scripture readings tonight. Our first is from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor, to the poor and, I've che- and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Jesus said to him today, said to him, today, salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and save the lost. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Our next reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus sat down to eat in Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners joined Jesus and his disciples at the table. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. Matthew 9, 10 through 12. And now I'd like to welcome Carrie to part two. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. (laughs) It is good to be with you all tonight. Again, um, I'm figuring out eyesight as a 40-something. It's a very strange encounter. Jesus, thank you that um, you are here. Thank you for the questions that we've already wrestled with. Thank you for the uh, ways that you through each of these different pieces of being with one another, of singing, of reflecting, confessing, listening, responding. Thank you that you are here. I ask that you would continue to wake us up. May we, um, may we see you, may we know you, may we encounter you. Amen. I love the story of Zacchaeus. I have loved the story of Zacchaeus since I was a tiny person and I sang about him and um, he was a wee little man. I don't know if Zacchaeus loves the fact that for all of his life from birth until, well, 2,000 years later that he's known as we, but um, it's great. He, I, I love to imagine this scene take place. So um, one of the ways and practices that I 
um, that I do when I enter into a story of Jesus with people is that I imagine myself in two places. One, I am the, the story itself is telling us something about who God is. And it is telling something about who we are and who God is for us. So it's almost as though we have ourselves in two places at once. We have one foot in the text of the story. We have one foot in our own lives. So we're paying attention with our whole self, thinking about the story as it's an event and also thinking about it as a way that God may be asking and inviting me or inviting you to encounter him right where you are. Zacchaeus. I have to do a little bit of work when I imagine being a short man, but um, that was meant to be funny. Y'all, I was a youth director for a while, and my kids made me raise my hand whenever I told a joke so I knew when to laugh. So if I am looking for humor, um, I'll raise my hand. We'll just practice, okay? So I'm going to just say something funny. (laughs) I think it it kind of works. It's a little patronizing, but I'll take it. Um, Okay, so Zacchaeus. He, um, I, Zacchaeus was incredibly, incredibly shunned by his people. Zacchaeus chose a career that actually pinned him against his people. He chose to work for the Roman government when, and to collect and to cheat his own people. Not the kind of guy that we go, oh, he's stellar, I want to be like him. So he had a reputation that kept him at a distance from the people who would have been his community. He, um, I imagine he carries that loneliness and that rejection with him. I imagine that he knew what it was like to walk into a room and to hear whispers, have people step aside, to have that feeling of like, uh, I'm unwelcome here. And he gets word of this man named Jesus. I don't know if he has ever seen Jesus before. I don't know if he, um, if he knew who he was looking for. But I like to imagine that he is so curious about Jesus that he has to, he compels himself to climb a tree as an adult man. And he's sitting in this tree and he's looking out. And as I play this, this scene in my mind, Zacchaeus is, is looking out and he's looking far and he's looking for someone who looks a particular way. He's looking for someone who, who probably is, looks important. He has an expectation of who Jesus is going to be. I don't know. The text doesn't tell us that he knew Um, what Jesus looked like. But in my imagination, he's looking out, and all of a sudden he hears his name, Zacchaeus. And he hears his name not in a condemning way. He doesn't hear his name in in a shunning way or a disgusted way, but he hears his name in a way that speaks of being known and being seen. Zacchaeus. And then Jesus invites himself over. I love that Jesus invited himself over. Jesus goes to his home 
and it messes with everybody. There is something about both having someone in your home as well as being around a table with them that communicated in Hebrew culture that when you invite someone into your home or you invite someone into your um, to eat with you at your table, what you're saying is you belong to me and we, we belong to one another and we share in something together. So it's not just a mere invitation of someone coming over. It is that I am looking at you as an equal. You, we belong to each other. And there was, um, there were lots and lots of laws and religious ways that kept, that, that, um, embodied a certain movement. So there was a fear amongst the Hebrew people of becoming unclean. It was something you wanted to avoid at all costs. So you avoided people who were unclean. You avoided touching people if you yourself was, were unclean or deemed unclean. You would not hang out with someone who wasn't like you because they were unclean. You would most certainly not have them at your table or in your home. Zacchaeus, when we hear it, we think, oh, Jesus just invited himself over. But what Jesus was doing in that moment is he was actually offering hospitality to Zacchaeus. And he was saying, hey, I see you. I belong to you. You belong to me. It was not an invitation to a casual lunch. It was an invitation into a relationship that spoke of value, that spoke of of mutual worth, and that actually was offensive to everyone who was around. A number of years ago, um, a friend of mine was running for, um, for Congress, and, um, and, well, her husband was, and I decided that I would go. It's a really lonely thing to run for state office. And so he had lots of friends come in to campaign with him, and I asked her if anyone had come out to just walk with her, and she said, no, not yet. And I'm like, well, I'll come. I'll come and, like, be with you. And um, I had a friend go, Oh, who, well, what's his platform? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know his platform. (laughs) And, well, how can you go and do a campaign with him if you don't agree with his platform? You should probably know his platform. I'm like, oh, I'm not going, I'm not going because of his platform. I'm going because of my relationship with her. And I started to wrestle with, oh, what, what if people find out I campaigned for a certain candidate? What if, what if they find out? And I, it was a moment where I go, oh, this might be a tiny little taste of what it was like to sit at a table with someone that you weren't supposed to sit with. So the way of Hebrew culture was if you were unclean and you touched someone who was clean, that person became unclean. The way of Jesus flips it. The way of Jesus is, if you come to me and I come to you, your uncleanliness is made clean by me. So instead of the dirty being put onto the other, Jesus knew that light actually cancels the darkness. Life will actually come from death. And healing will come into that which is broken. He knew the movement of, of that he brought. 
So he was unafraid to go and sit at anyone's table because it was not a matter of him ever becoming unclean. He knew what would happen is that when he sat at that table, Zacchaeus would have an encounter with life. Zacchaeus might have this encounter with that which is good and beautiful and true. And maybe Zacchaeus would leave different. And in the passage, we see that Zacchaeus, um, we, we, it paints this um, picture in the text that it was this immediate, uh, this immediate kind of series of events. We don't actually know how long those, the, how long that uh, interchange was. But something about Zacchaeus meeting with Jesus and having Jesus in his home made Zacchaeus become new. I'm going to return what I've stolen. The cleanliness, the movement of Jesus went from Jesus into Zacchaeus. It was so offensive to the Pharisees that Jesus threw a dinner party and invited tax collectors and sinners. It was offensive because, again, in the same way that Zacchaeus um, was unclean, was seen as an enemy, and Jesus actually brought good and cleanliness to him, the same was true about the the tax collectors and sinners. We all have our version of people who we don't want at our table. And if we think that we don't, we're we're more than likely um, being dishonest somewhere in ourselves. I don't want to sit with them. Those people, they voted for this guy. This person believes this theology. This person reads this kind of stuff. Um, And what Jesus does is say, hey, you, as you are right now, I want to eat with you. I want to set a table for you. I want all of you to come and to eat with me. The table is not just a mere place where food is eaten. It is a place, especially in Hebrew culture, where relationship is restored, where belonging is declared, and where people are are spoken of being with and being for one another. When I had this goal that I told you all about two weeks ago of um, having 500 people into my home for dinner over the course of the year, I, um, I didn't want to just have people over for the sake of having people over. I wanted something to happen because of the exchange. And, um, and I was like, well, what do I want people to walk away with? And then a happy accident happened. I'm like, well, I want people to have an encounter with Jesus. But what what does that look like? Am I going to welcome people to my dinner table and say, I would like you to be welcomed to an experience with Jesus? Um, I didn't think that was wise. So I'm like, well, Jesus is good. So what if I invite people to my house to have a good dinner? And so I asked everyone to bring um, this meal. There were 40 people. I said, why don't you come and bring really good food? And they're like, well, what kind? I'm like, it doesn't matter. If you think it's good, bring it. It was a very odd arrangement of food. 
Um, but it was tasty. And you got to know a little bit about people, but they came with this anticipation to eat something that was good. And then in the course of dinner, I, I asked the question, how have you experienced good in the last year? Everyone had something to share about how they had encountered good in the last year. At the very end, these words came in my, out of my mouth, and sometimes I say things and I go, oh, well, that is why I did it. And this was one of those moments where it came around to me and I said, we, we shared about good tonight because good is part of the character of God. And when you, when we, when you experience good, you get this tiny little glimpse of who God is and who he is for you because God is good. And there was this settling that happened in the room. And I realized that all the things we brought to that place were exchanged for good. Something happened when we ate together. I, um, I was like, well, we should try it with other words that are part of God's character. So we, um, I started doing a series of dinners, and we did one with a group of women who are in the fashion industry in L.A., and, um, and we had a, a, be- a beautiful dinner and uh, had people answer the question, have you experienced beauty in the last year? was stunning. It was stunning. And um, most of the people in the room did not have any context for who Jesus was. And when it came around to the end, I said, we, as we each shared beauty, part of the reason I love that question is because it gives us this tiny little glimpse of who God is and who he is for us because God is beautiful. And a woman came up to me after and said, um, I need to know what happened. And I said, I need to know more. And she said, what happened when you said uh, that God is beautiful? Because I felt like I was high. And I need to understand how I could get that feeling because you talked about a God who is beautiful. And it was in that moment where I realized the the character of God will always move towards us. The table with Jesus is this beautiful place of you belong here. You have place here. You are not an enemy here. You are my friend, and I will tell you who you are. It will not be the other way around. You will encounter my beauty, and you will walk away feeling beautiful. Uh, You will encounter my good, and you will walk away knowing that there's goodness that lives inside of you. You will encounter withness, and you will walk away knowing you are not alone. Jesus is generous with who he is, and the table is not just a place to eat, but it is a place where we say, come and eat with me so that you may know that you belong And let the goodness of who Jesus is do the rest of the work. He will always, always give himself generously. And so as we move into the next next movement of the service, my hope is that we remember that our tables, our homes, whether it is the table of our own life, in our personality as showing up to our, our barista or the checkout clerk, that there is this brief moment of exchange that we get to give the hospitality of God, which says, whoever is in front of me, I'm going to give myself away and I'm going to lavish you with goodness and beauty and truth.
and that they might, whoever they happen to be, walk away going, something is different. I had an encounter with something that I can't put my finger on, and I want to know more. Because we get to create places of belonging, not out of fear, but out of this generous love of Jesus who sets a table for men and women like Zacchaeus, for tax collectors and sinners, and for people like us. Jesus, you are good, and you are beautiful, and you are true, and you invite us to your table, and we are different. Bless the tables of our lives that we might offer hospitality, that your goodness and your truth and your beauty might be the incense and the essence that is left behind. Amen.